0: Greetings, fellow
1: visitors. This is Upgrade Terminal, a Star of Providence fan cast. I'm Malachi. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to the facility.
0: So, uh, today we're doing something we haven't done yet. We are talking to a completely new player of the game, Star of Providence recently renamed Star Providence. So I'd like to introduce my friend Robert. Hey, Robert, how's it going?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Uh, I, I hope I didn't peer pressure you into it. <laughs> but I'm glad you're here. And uh, I've known Robert for about five years. And that's how long it took me to convince him to play Star of Providence. <laughs> No, but um, we always start out by talking about something nice that's happened to us this week. And Robert, as our guest, uh, we'd like to start with you. So what's something nice that's happened to you this week?
2: Well, I've been putting in quite a lot of uh, work into my backyard, got a few projects there. And while I was out there today, I found that there's like four new pumpkins growing that I did not know about. So I am looking forward to seeing how things grow back there and get a lot more pumpkins. We did... In the past, we've done two plants. This year, we decided to go bold and grow six plants, and they are going Ooh. to slowly uh, gr- just completely envelop our yard, and it's going to be great. Nice. What what plans do you have for these pumpkins? Um, I don't know. Probably jack o' lanterns. Um, nice. And depending on how many we I have, probably just end up giving them away. But they're fun to grow. <laughs> I, I wonder if the pumpkins know that that's their fate. I think that that would change how they feel about things. <laughs> I well, I think more of them would grow if they knew that I wasn't planning on gutting them like most people do. So <laughs> Well, cool. that'll be nice. I'm looking forward to
0: seeing the fruits of those labors.
1: <laughs> nice one.
0: Uh, I went on a walk this evening and I saw people putting up Halloween decorations. and it's a little early, but it's kind of kind of neat, kind of exciting.
1: I guess some people can't wait to celebrate Halloween in the same way some people can't wait to celebrate
2: Christmas. We, we have our Halloween wreath on our front door right now. I don't know oh. when my wife put it up, but it was sometime in the last week. <laughs> nice.
0: You should check if it was actually your wife that put it up, because if not, that'd be pretty spooky.
2: Yes, someone broke into my house just to set up my wreath and then leave. Or it was a ghost. <laughs> no, thanks, Robert.
0: Well, uh, Nick, what about you? What's something nice that's happened to you this week?
1: So uh, as we're recording this, Pure Question, uh, one of the developers, has been posting a lot of teasers and sneak peeks on the server as to how some of the new bosses and encounters will look like in L13. And as a beta tester, I have to say that it has been very interesting to see how it's being redone because mm-hmm. previously loops were kind of not very interesting. They were not a lot of fun once you got past a certain point, but I've been watching the new, how it's been done now. And it's a lot more, I don't want satisfying seems like almost the wrong word, but just kind of, it's been feeling a lot more interesting and a lot more fair. And I like that. Pure is allowing himself to let people sort of take a look into what it's looking like. And it is intimidating, but not like impossible, like uh, some encounters could be in the, well, still technically current L50. So for me, seeing more people being able to sort of share in that enthusiasm, uh, that's that's something nice. That I think that's nice enough for me.
0: Oh, so by L13, you mean loop 13?
1: Oh yeah, that's just that's my shorthand. It's like this is an L thirteen run, like loop thirteen run, or L seven or L five. You know, just shorthand. I'm I'm sorry, I wasn't hip enough to know that.
0: <laughs> that that's fine. I was, don't worry about it. No, that is good though, and uh, yeah, Pure has been generous with the teasers lately. That's for sure.
1: mm mm-hmm. That's a sign of work getting done. I like it. What about you, Malachi?
0: Um, I will mention that uh, today, one of my favorite musical artists, Sufjan Stevens, released a new song, and it is very good. It's uh, it's the second single off his upcoming album called Javelin, which is a really cool name for an album. But the song itself is really sad. It's called Will Anybody Ever Love Me? And to that I say, yes, Sufjan, I love you. And uh, I really like it. I'll link it in the show notes. It's a great song. You guys should check it out.
1: All right, then. like what like what is sort of like the emotional impact and feel of the song
0: well in the very beginning he's talking about well let me let me get you the lyrics i'll edit out my typing sound okay here we go he says chase away my heart and heartache run me over throw me over cast me out find a river running to the west wind just above the shoreline you will see a cloud Tie me to a tiny wooden raft, burn my body, point me to the undertow. Push me off into the void at last. That's topical. Watch me drift and watch me struggle. Let me go because I really want to know. And the chorus is, will will anybody ever love me for good reasons without grievance, not for sport? Anyway, it's really depressing, but it's very beautiful. And uh, yeah. (laughs) It's a bit morbid, I should say. Well, I think it's a metaphor, but you know. I don't think he's actually asking us to time to a raft
1: and burn him. I hope not, because then he won't get to make more singles. Tonight,
0: all of us are gathered for an interview. Robert, this is, this is where you're the star of the show. And so I wanted to start out the interview just by asking you what your background is and kind of what kind of games you normally play.
2: I I play a pretty wide variety of games. Um, Most recently, I've been mowing through Pikmin 4 on the Switch. I've completed it twice, um, and that's why you had to wait for so long for me to start playing Monolith, is because I couldn't get enough of that game. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, for PC gaming, I'm usually playing um, simulators, like uh, Zoo Simulators, Planet Zoo, um, Parkitect, which is a little a uh, spiritual successor to the Roller Coaster Tycoon games. Oh, yeah, you and told me about like, that one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's just chill. Um, a super yeah. clever name. Yeah, I like it.
1: I can't help but notice that Star of Providence seems to be a far cry from the types of games you've mentioned.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'll play more fast-paced games like uh, Star of Providence now and then. Um, back in the day, I used to play a lot of Splatoon on Nintendo Switch. Um, I, I played a lot of Binding of Isaac, um, um, I for- yeah, um, which is why Malachi suggested I give uh, the game formerly known as Monolith a shot. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I've beaten Overlord once and Woo-hoo! was then shocked and horrified to like see like all these circles go like oh yeah you need to go beat him like four or five more times like (laughs) oh oh dear okay (laughs) awesome well
0: you already kind of touched on it but what what are your overall thoughts on the game formerly known as monolith now known as star providence
2: um, I'm really enjoying it. I really like the art style and I'm, I'm really, I've really enjoyed the music. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't expect to enjoy just kind of, you know, your background music as much as I, I do, but I like each, each floor's music is like similar and mm-hmm. it's similar to itself, but it also feels different. Like each level, you definitely feel you're going deeper into this place Um I I get the feeling there's a lot more lore than I'm grasping (laughs) right now, Um, especially after beating Overlord, because every now and again, the shopkeeper is selling this sigil, and when I buy it, he just (laughs) kicks my face in, and I die.
1: Yeah, Oh, forgive us.
2: No, yeah. no, it's fine. I I am the resident noob on this show right now, so it's it's fine. It's is what it is. I'm I'm in, I'm really enjoying it. It's just it's got a high skill level, and I'm not there yet. I'm glad I'm glad you've enjoyed it, and
0: uh, yeah, I'm glad you've uh, you've continued on and kind of interacted with the shopkeeper and that experience. But there there is definitely quite a bit more lore, but it's the kind of game where you got to dig
2: for it. Yeah. That's the, that's the vibe I've been getting so far is like, there's, there's something here. Like I don't understand why, like periodically just on some runs, there's these two cloaked figures that each are offering a different, a different upgrade. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those are. I don't know how they relate to the rest of the technology that's around, but they definitely seem more magic than tech.
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. definitely
2: more than is meeting the eye for me at, at first glance. I just don't know. I've I've I'm not. I haven't gotten good enough to figure it all out yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would say that Star of Providence is the kind of game where it gives you these breadcrumbs that there's just these little things that are like, why is this here, and it's not really. Obvious what it is. And the deeper you go, the more you start to sort of be able to connect the dots. But it does, I would say that is one of the ways the game incentivizes you to try and sort of improve your skill set. Like if you get better at the game, you will be able to get more answers out of it and see how it all comes together.
0: Yeah, I think there's crumbs of lore, but every once in a while, the game will give you like a little chunk of bread with some butter and jam on it.
2: Yeah, so ever since the shopkeeper betrayed me, I, I'm kind of given the, the the cat. I'm giving him the side eye. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'm not sure when he's gonna just decide oh um, I'm just gonna kick you in the head now. I'm <laughs> just gonna cover the screen and fire and you have to avoid it.
0: <laughs> yeah you better you better watch that cat. That's
2: all <laughs> I'll say. yeah, you you guys know something, but I I'll, I'll find it eventually if I, if I get there.
0: mentioned that you you beat Overlord and I know that that's really challenging besides Overlord cuz we'll talk about Overlord in a minute but what 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 was one of the most challenging parts of of the game for you Robert
2: Okay the thing mo- I find this more challenging than Overlord um because I even though I've beaten it more than once um I think there I've only seen them on floor 1 but the the random machines that are just there that you have to turn on microcore yeah i oh, i find yeah. those harder than i find them they're harder to avoid because by the time you're you're there you have less upgrades hmm so you can i i haven't been able to like stack the deck against them as well as you know you can usually kind of stack stack your build by the time you're on floor 5 um you can't i haven't been able to do that on the on the machines
0: microcore very difficult.
1: Yeah, it's it's optional for a reason in that are you sure you want to do this?
2: I, I've never found it worth doing because the times I have beaten them, they just give me a handful of bombs and maybe a heart. Mm-hmm. As like, oh, mm-hmm. this was not worth it. I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> I think I think the further
0: down you go, the more rewards you get. Is that right, Nick? Uh
1: not quite. The what happens is that the deeper into the facility that you encounter... So there's this thing that's not perhaps immediately obvious, but Microcore's attacks will scale. on on And the deeper you go, the harder the attacks are in general. They have more bullets or they're faster. Mm. And the rewards you get don't scale with that. They just scale to how much damage can you deal to them and not take damage yourself. So... Mm -hmm. it's really a risk-reward analysis. Like, do you feel like you can confidently uh, deal the necessary damage without getting hit at this point in the run?
2: Gotcha. Okay. I I don't remember if I've actually seen them on other floors. I only remember fighting them on floor one, but it's, it's very possible that I've seen them on other lower floors and just noped out of the room like nah not today
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's fair
0: i've noped out of that room so many times so i also wanted to ask about um i mean every the you said you like the art and i i also like the art i think most people to play it enjoy the art otherwise they wouldn't be playing it but um the enemies are particularly wonderful in this game and i wanted to ask you about your favorite enemy and your least favorite enemy
2: um just in terms of design i like um i don't even know how to describe it it's that character i think he's just another explorer but he's the one that looks like a knight i've Uh always interpreted that as just being like someone else who's trying to explore the ruins and see what he can find um there may be a deeper lore reason that i just don't know that he's there i've again i've only ever seen that particular character on floor one Mm -hmm. but i just really like his design Oh yeah, um, Cavalier and, is the yeah. name, okay. and he gives you and he
0: gives you damage.
2: Yeah, I like. And I've gotten pretty good at fighting him, so mm-hmm. I'll usually only take like one hit at most. So now when I see him, I'm happy because uh, oh, I can probably beat you without taking damage and get plus five or plus ten percent. I forget what he gives you. Plus ten. Okay. Yeah,
1: and. I think one of the other reasons why uh, Cavalier and the others like them are charming is because you can actually talk to them in the shop, and they say different things before mm-hmm. and after, and they have a they have so much more personality than a lot of the typical enemies, and you get like tiny little bits of like loose world building through them, like what what are, what are all who are all of these, and where do they come from, and why are they here?
0: Hmm. I don't remember anything Cavalier says in the shop. I'm going to have to talk to him next time.
1: <laughs> you should.
0: Do you have a least favorite enemy, Robert? Hmm. And this isn't necessarily one you dislike because you don't like the design or anything, but just one that was frustrating.
2: Yeah, for any reason. Okay. Yeah, the one that got me the most, it's it's probably either of the Floor 4 bosses um hmm. there's this, maybe it's a 4-3 boss i forget it's the one that it's like it's blue and spiky and it walks on legs and then it changes oh, as a fast attack. attack i Armor forget attack. what it's called yeah i don't like that one <laughs> i don't like it because it's hard and i'm petty <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's as valid a reason as any <laughs> yeah
0: yeah Oh, I like Armor Tech just cuz he's a cool robot, but yeah, he's he can be tricky.
2: I I like the one I forget what it's called. I really like the boss that I I just call him the Alaskan Bullworm from from SpongeBob. It's the one with the giant mouth and that's all it is. And then oh. phase 2 you have to dive into it and shoot its guts.
1: <laughs> Devourer.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like I like one's... that one. That one's fun cuz it, it it's it feels like a really natural phase 2. It's like you, you beat his outside defenses, and now you have to finish him off from inside, and I really like that. It feels like the most natural transition to a Phase 2.
1: You must go into the belly of the beast now.
0: You, uh, you mentioned that you beat Overlord. And you texted me when you beat him and you kind of told me the story, but I was wondering if you could recount it really quickly. And, you know, how many tries did it take you? How did you eventually
2: manage to beat him? Um, I did not beat him fairly. At least I don't think so. <laughs> um, so it was it was a roller coaster of emotions that, that day. And that's probably why I texted you. Um, yeah. So at that point, I had encountered him... I think two or three times before, and I, I always died, usually yeah. on phase two. So I, I'm at like two health and I, I just took down his phase two and I was really excited, I was like, oh I did it. And nope, he has a phase three, <laughs> and it's worse. So and then I I get him down to like half health before I die. But mm-hmm. I forgot that on floor one I picked up the upgrade where when you die, you explode and get five health. Quickening. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's how I finished him off, because the explosion did a good chunk of damage to him. And then I had enough hearts to survive the fight. But I, I felt that it was like kind of unfair, because even I forgot I had that. <laughs> but it, it, it worked.
1: I don't, th- I don't think that's unfair. No, I don't think so either. That <laughs> it's It is a tool that the game gives you, and you used it.
2: But no, I I like roared when my guy came back to life. I was so excited. Like, oh, I can actually do it. Yeah, that's awesome. You're going to ruin my day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That upgrade also gives you damage when you're resurrected. Oh. So yeah, Yeah, you come back, with five health, and a little bit more powerful.
2: Okay.
1: I will say, some players have gotten into the habit of intentionally exploiting that, as in they will literally stand on top of overlord and just let their health level down until they explode and just take out an entire health bar or almost entire health bar in one go so it is very definitely a valid technique that players are intentionally using
0: yeah especially in the speedrunning community
1: well yeah but that's because we're impatient
0: robert you've also played quite a few hours of binding
2: of isaac
1: yes
0: so how do you think these two games compare
2: uh, I like the aesthetic and music of this one a lot more. Uh, one thing I like about Binding of Isaac is that your build always is just improving on itself, whereas in um, Star of Providence, uh, it's it's a new gun, and you, if you want to keep that gun, you're going to have to really work at it, and even then, you're probably not going to keep it through more than like one or two floors, and the game even encourages you to ditch it by giving you currency and health if you swap,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that that it's one thing different. I'm not sure which method I prefer as far as weapons go. Um, I you're because you're able to keep the same stats. Just the some of the unique power ups to your specific weapon will change. Um, yeah. I think as a whole, I prefer Star of Providence. That's the
0: correct answer. We can continue to be friends. I'm so glad you said that. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I I wanted to ask you that just because um, Binding of Isaac was a big inspiration for Star of Providence. So there's actually a lot in. uh, So in a way, I don't. I don't know if I could say this. You know, the devs can contradict me, but uh, you know, Binding of Isaac kind of led to the creation of Star of Providence in some way. It played a role. Do you think that's it, too that's fair to say, Nick?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. And Pure uh, himself, when he talks about his design philosophy, he often com- uses Isaac as a com- point of comparison, as to say, well, I wanted to take this thing Isaac did, but then do it in my own way, then tweak mm-hmm. it into making it work with this game. And for me, in a sense, it is reassuring to know that the The design decisions behind all this, none of them are accidental or flippant. They're all very deliberate and the result of a, you know, very intentional kind of desire for you to play the game in a particular kind of way. Mm-hmm. And if you sort of go with that, you will see that the game actually rewards you handsomely. For in this, for instance, if you just become comfortable with the weapons and you accept that it wants you to constantly switch on them it will just heap money and health upon you incentivizing you to well you better get good with all of them and that way you'll just it'll just be much easier
0: yeah speaking of switching weapons there's an update Uh, coming uh, to the game uh. (laughs) and it's coming out on the switch So, Robert, I wanted to ask, is there anything that you would like to see added to the game? I mean, I know you haven't played through the entire game, but just from what you've played, uh, what's something that you'd like to see added to it?
2: I would personally, um, just for like grinding and practice, like to see like after you've beaten a boss for the first time, Mm -hmm. just be able to have like a, a demo room where you fight that boss as much as you want.
0: Uh, that already exists. It's in oh. the game.
2: You just don't have it unlocked yet. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> well, that was the one thing I wanted. I don't remember how to unlock that.
1: Uh, let me check the wiki super quick.
0: Yeah, we can tell you how to unlock that.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you unlock the mirror f- by finishing a third run.
2: Oh, okay. I've only ever finished. I've only ever finished the game once. And uh, y-
1: you will need fifty thousand G f- to the uh, cat to unlock it.
2: I have a stupid amount of money, so that, that's fine. Because I play through. I pl- I do a lot of runs. I just die in them. So,
0: yeah, just two two more two more uh, Overlord victories, and
2: the mirror will be yours. Okay.
1: Neat. Anything else you'd like to see added to the game?
2: I can't, I can't think of anything. Now that you've
0: played quite a few hours of the game, you've beat Overlord, what would your advice be to other new players of Star Providence?
2: Um, just keep keep at it. If this is the type of game you like, just keep at it. Eventually more and more of the enemies' patterns you'll start to figure out and just adapt to it. Um, I've never felt the game is unfair. It's just hard. Which I like um it's it it never feels like i've been cheated when i die it's just oh yeah no i was just really overwhelmed and i just couldn't do it that's very good advice
0: yeah well robert thanks for playing the game really and thank you for doing this interview with us you've been so gracious with your time we really appreciate it
2: yeah thanks for having me it's been fun
0: Thanks so much for listening to our Star Providence fancast. Big thanks to Garoslaw for allowing us to use his music and sound effects in the podcast.
1: Be sure to check out all of the Star of Providence soundtracks on Bandcamp, the base game soundtrack, the Relics of the Past soundtrack, and the 5th anniversary edition soundtrack.
0: If you have any comments or suggestions for us, you can reach out to us on our Discord server. We'll post the server link in the show description.
1: And there you will find fellow pilots to talk with and discuss the show. Thanks for listening. We'll hope you'll join us next time.
0: This is what you came for, isn't it?
2: So be it.